Welcome, investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. Yeah, I, I definitely definitely want to transition to that uh, pretty quick, but just kind of sure. to, re, to recap, just to fully understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So as a four-year-old, and, and this is in pretty much every description of your book and, and uh, your biography that I read. So as a four-year-old, now the, the, the sadists and the ritualistic people that were doing this to you, were they related to you? Yeah, my father was part of it. There were several other families. This is not uncommon in a, in a given area. These creeps have kids. They have families. And uh, they involve their kids in it. They often won't involve all their kids. They're clever. You have to remember they, like in my case, there were 10 of us kids. And they only involved me and my sister. And they often will pick like that because if the authorities find out and they ask all the other kids, and they say, no, nothing's happening to us. Then they won't believe the one that something is happening to. And it's very common in family situations to not want to talk about this kind of stuff. If a kid, if a child is being abused in a family, 95% of the time or more, that child is being abused by somebody the child knows, either a parent or an uncle or a friend that comes over frequently, et cetera. And so I would say to people listening to this, if there's a child you're part of a family of and you feel maybe something's up, believe the kid. The kids do not lie. They don't make this stuff up. And yet, in many situations, the kids aren't listened to, they're not heard, and they're not believed. I mean, a classic scenario, I have a friend who was young girl. She was fine with a mom and dad that they got a divorce. The mom married a new guy who abused her around age nine, raped her, and da 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 She cries out to mom, and mom doesn't believe it. There's no way this new boy I'm in love with would do that to you, et cetera. That's very common. Yeah, especially the... Um... The new boyfriends that come in, I, I, I think that some of them, especially the ones that are, like you said, sneaky about it, they'll, oh, they'll actually so seek out for vulnerable situations like that where, you know, recently divorced. So oh, they the, target them. The, the mom is traumatized. The kids are exposed. Yeah. Yeah, dude. They, these predators, they will gravitate towards working for orphanages, Boys and Girl Scouts of America. You find them as coaches at schools. They go where the kids are. Religious groups, (laughs) vulnerable families. I have another friend in Texas who, when he was a young boy, there was a group of pedophiles in this town that were were Boy Scout leaders. And they literally targeted mothers who had no fathers in the home, who had young boys and said, oh, we'll be the father figure to your boy. Join the Boy Scouts, which happened. And he got all kinds of abuse. So as a four-year-old, You were put into a coffin with a body that had been basically disemboweled and you were buried. Now, did did you, did you, how did you know you were being buried? Well, if you were put in a coffin and the lid shuts and you, you're banging on the lid because you want to escape and you can't because it's, however, they locked it shut, nailed it, or just put weight on it. And you hear the dirt being thrown on it. And, uh, well, like, like any good torturer, you know, they know how to push people right to the edge, right? And, uh, to make it even worse, let's say when I was exhausted and 
thought that's the end. Well, they opened up the lid. And can you imagine what a little boy would see when that lid opened up? Well, they don't see carrying adults. They see adults laughing at them and enjoying themselves. Talk about being psychologically messed up, that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, they, you know, they get their kicks in doing that. And so they, they take it right to the limit and sometimes they fail. Sometimes they torture a kid too far and it kills them. Sometimes uh, death is part of the ritual. Not every kid who's involved in that uh, makes it out, of, out alive, although many do. I have no idea how I made it out alive. That's just one story. I, I went through hundreds and hundreds of these. And so think about that. You know, jump to the healing process just a little bit. If, if you're like an um, adult, you, you're like a bus driver. You dri- got this bus and the passengers on your bus are a bunch of little you. And if you were abused, let's say 200 times for X amount of years, you have 200 passengers on your bus, each one a unique traumatic situation. And your job is you've got to go back to each one of those instances when you're being traumatized. And not all trauma involves blood and extreme pain, although a lot of it does. Some trauma is just not being heard. Some trauma is carrying the weight of witnessing another child your age being killed. Some trauma is being lost. Some trauma is having to hide in a certain situation where there was danger and you got away with hiding, yet you're scared to death that you'll be found out. All kinds of interesting types of trauma that you can carry with you throughout your whole life. I mean, you can be, you can have, you can not go through any of that awful stuff. You can be a, a, a young girl on a playground, the bullies come and pull your pants down and it traumatizes you can carry that your whole life. You know, it's not rape and blood and torture. Um, so yeah, you got to go back and find all those traumatic situations and deal with each one separately until you heal them all. Yeah, I think that's a good good point to transition into. So how how did you begin your healing process, and you know how has that led to where you are today? Okay, so the healing process is really interesting. It's interesting because there are a lot of opinions from a lot of professionals and so-called professionals about how to do this. The psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, counselors, et cetera, who all work on this. There are somatic types of healing processes. Somatic means body work from breathing techniques, tapping on different places of the body. There's eye movement techniques. There's yoga type of movement techniques. There's even a whole technique around drama where you like go on a stage in front of uh, people and reenact your trauma, which I'm not a fan of that or some of these other ones. Then there's more of like the talk type of therapy where you're talking with a psychiatrist or somebody and you talk it out, you go there. So in my case, what worked for me is that, and this is really fascinating, is when Okay, so in my case, I had, I'll describe an episode, like a major panic attack. is like something just comes over your body. And you don't really know what it is, but your body is in extreme panic. You're in extreme pain. Your heart's racing off the chart. You are uncontrollably shaking. You can't stop it. And you literally feel like you're going to die. Uh, when I had my first one, I was like about age 45. And I thought I was having a heart attack because I had no memory. I just had the physical effects of this. I got rushed to the hospital, checked out, you know, sir, you have nothing wrong with you. I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what's up with that? For 14 years, I had these 
extreme panic attacks, probably two or three a week, thousands of them. I've been through, I've been to every doctor, naturopathic doctor, spiritual healer, anything you can imagine. All of them, 14 years, none of them could find anything wrong with me. And then in my, as I'm entering in my, to my 15th year, so basically the beginning of last year, I had my first memory come and it was worse. I thought what I was going through was bad. It was even worse. Now, one of the challenges that's tough when, when, if a memory does come back to you is you don't know how many there are. You could have been abused 10 times and you got 10 to go through and then you're done. Or it could be hundreds. And in my case, it was hundreds and it took almost all of 2022 to get through them all. Now, what I learned through that process is you as an adult, when, when, when this ugly thing hits you and the memory hits you, you want to identify what emotion are you feeling? That's more important than identifying what's actually happening to you, although it's part of. And so with that confidence in it, let's say the emotion I'm feeling is suffocation and death, right? That's what I'm feeling. So I go back there as adult me and I go find that little me right in the act of it happening. Now, my job isn't to rescue that little guy. My job is to help that little guy rescue himself, to empower him, to whisper in his ear, to encourage him, whatever. And each time I went back and found that little kid in the midst of a certain traumatic event, in this case, I whispered in his ear and I asked him, you know, what do you want to do? And uh, in this particular case, it was fairly simple. He just wanted to get out of there. And so I was, he was able to sneak out when the adults weren't looking and I grabbed him and we, we took off. And that's really, really simple. In other cases, it, it was a lot more involved. Like in one case, there was little me was sitting in this room and um, I, I identified the, tra- the trauma, the emotion of the trauma as sound related. It was the traumatic sounds. If you watch a horror movie, which I hate, Think of all the sounds that creative sound people do to accentuate the horror acts in a movie. Well, when that's your reality, you're sitting in this room and in another room, you hear other kids screaming, being tortured, and you know that you're next. And they come and grab you. And they may, they initially, these adults initially approach little me with kind of smiles on their faces, like, come on, little Jimmy. And well, if you refuse, their fake smiles turn to evil screams really quick. And they yell the most vile things in your face. And so, well, that's obviously very traumatic to a little guy. And uh, so I I found this little guy as he adult me, and I was able to whisper in his ear and say, what do you want to do also in that situation? And each time I did that, what that little kid decided to do completely surprised me. I had no preconceived idea, and it just happened. And in that case, it was um, far more extreme. He literally reached out, grabbed the throats of these men who were approaching him, and literally ripped the vocal cords right out of their throat. I can I can see it as clear as day. You know, the blood everywhere and their their loud noises spitting out of their throats because that's where they're voiding blood and and it, it just left this carnage. There were five of them, five dead bodies, and that little kid jumped in my arms and we got out of there and walked forever and ever and ever. Now that's fascinating in that it's magical. That actually never happened when I was, when that event happened to me years ago. 
And so we, we as adults, we have the ability to literally go back in time and help the little you change the story, change the narrative, alter the situation. And each time I did that, it worked. The trembling, panicky adult me, who I was when I was going through that, literally left. That memory is no longer in me. That the ill effects of it, I still remember it. But the the ill effects of it, the and while I'm going through this, I'm feeling exactly what the little guy's feeling. That cortisol adrenaline just pumping through my body. It, and then I've had some beautiful ones. Um that once I went back and I was I was trying to identify the feeling, and sometimes I could find this little boy right away. Other times it took me days. This one took a long time, and I don't know why, but I'm sitting on the base of a mountain with this beautiful scene of like a meadow and the huge mountains behind me. And I'm I'm feeling the emotion of extreme sadness, like sadness piled upon sadness, piled upon sadness. You see this little kid walking towards me in a distance. I recognize, okay, that's me. Instead of going to him, I didn't feel a need to go to him. I just felt a need to sit there and watch. And, and as he slowly walked by me with his head down, and I looked where he was going, and there was this female figure, like a motherly figure, sitting at the ba- foothill of the mountain. I could tell he's going towards her. And uh, so I moved closer. And I thought that when he approached her, he would approach her and they would have some sort of communication I could listen in on. And uh, no, that didn't happen. He walked right up. She was sitting down. He walked right up to her. And without saying a word, he walked right into her lap in a fetal position. And she held it. And she was symbolic of a mother figure. And that is the safety that little guy wanted. And in that situation, that's the safety he got. And as soon as she held him, all the ill ill feelings completely left my body. Completely. In an instant. And I... I went through hundreds of these over a year. And each time it was an absolute surprise from beautifully touching to some awful blood stuff with a lot of blood and torture involved. And it works. And it's magical beyond magical, but it works. And this is not just me. This is backed up that I read so many books going through all this process. And the one, my favorite one is a book called The Body Keeps the Score. It's by an author called Dr. Vander Kolk. I think it's K-O-L-K. And he's worked with patients for 50 years. And he echoes exactly what I'm saying. The body literally stores all that in. And this is the way you got it. It's, it's, it's like a lot of things in life. You know, if, if you want to if you want to become courageous and brave, where do you got to go? You got to go right into what fears you most. What you fear most would be a better way of saying it. And this is no different. And I can see why. Many people will hold on to trauma. I can see why they don't go there. It's so awful. Thanks for joining us. Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities. Hit subscribe and share this episode. Together, we will bring justice to every victim.